Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to our Round 19 Pre-Origin 3 podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, our expert physio, back in, in the saddle. How are you going, Mitch? I'm good, mate. I was here last week. So you were. So you were. It was uh, the other two nuggets you went here. That's true. <laughs> well, welcome back to Adam. <laughs> well, hey, Mitch. How are you going? But, I'm good, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back, uh, Adam Milson, Exile Kiwi, uh, now living in Sydney. How are you going? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? For a Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, a bit wet in Sydney, but is what it is. Not as bad as it was in uh, Auckland the other day, right? Oh, mate, wasn't it pissing down over there? <laughs> Props to the crowd over in New Zealand. Like, you know, 15,000 in the state out there got wet. Team still got tuned up. Uh, but well, well done to the crowd for doing that and uh, not going for a run on the field. Did you see on the 10-meter line, there was actually beginning to be a puddle? Of water, yeah, like, it was just so stupid. Oh, I was waiting for someone to kick to those because often the ball goes dead in those. Yeah. Like, and you just you can get some weird tries off of that as people play for the bounce, and then it just sits in the water, mm. starts floating away. Anyway, uh, guys, let's talk about how we did this week in fantasy. Adam, mate, how'd you go? I got one thousand and sixty-three. Huge. Um, and just over a rank of 904, so made up a couple of ranks over the last couple of weeks. Well done. Uh, Mitch, even bigger from you. Yeah, 1,102, and I'm up to 5,084 in the ranks. So playing head-to-head suits me, I think. Yep, and mates uh, should be in for another good week. Uh, probably not this week, but coming up. Yep. And look, I got 1,042 last week. Unfortunately, Jake Turpin, 17, and... Uh, Plus the fact that the Tigers got completely slapped hurt me a little bit because I had three of them. So 1,042, so still did okay. Moved up two ranks to 71. Uh, Let's talk about what we got wrong. So I guess I did eat a bad score from Turpin the Tigers, but HIS can happen to anyone. And I guess when we bought the Tigers, we knew at some point they could get slapped, right? So mm. I just, I hope that this is the last time <laughs> that they happens to them. Not sure. Uh, the Cowboys are in pretty good form at the moment. Uh, Nick, he can't be here tonight because he uh, pooped his pants, but uh, he also <laughs> forgot to loop Simkin uh, in for Chris. And so he says he don't think he'll loop again when games are on back-to-back because he'll be on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not even joking, guys. Uh, he, he wrote that. All right. Uh, possibly about pooping his pants too. I actually did write that. There we go. Uh, Mitch, how, how about you, mate? What did you get wrong? Mate, look, I trusted the process and it didn't come through. I held Adam Reynolds uh, probably one week too long and he punched out 34 as opposed to Munster. I think he had in the mid-50s. So that's not great, but those are the breaks, right? That's it. And it, to be fair, anything could happen to Munster this Wednesday, right? So, Which is why I didn't get him. You just don't know. That's it. Same for DC. Uh, and their price is held pretty steady, so you're okay. Adam, how about you, mate? Oh, I just got Robson, Bateman, and Little all scoring in the 30s, and then everyone had Buller, right? So he only scored 15. Yeah, oh, Buller's like a top 10 ownership type thing, so I think you just got to wear those Yeah, on occasion. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk through the league. So in the Boom Bust overall, uh, Brenton V is still doing well, uh, leading the pack there. 
And Chaos Mode head-to-head, Maca's Shark Attack has won three out of the last four weeks, and I'm not going to hear the end of it. Mate, I'm just lucky I got you in the buy, apparently, round 13, and, and slapped you. So uh, watch out for Dean McKenzie coming for everyone in Chaos Modes. In head-to-head, he's up from 18th to now, I think, 6th, which is gross. Now, Mitch, uh, what's been happening in your league? You almost came first, but someone beat you. I did. I almost came first, but I've got a large pain in the ass. Uh, Sam Coombe had 1,111 points. So, well done, mate. That's a proper good score, that. That it is. And in the competitive number two league, uh, Luke uh, Saragoza, who is uh, becoming a regular on being named out here, 1,119. Another huge score. And in Nick's newbie modes, we've got uh, Ringo Hunts Boars with 1,077. And in in the newbie league number two, Nick actually won with a thousand fifty-two, with Michael Lewis coming in second, thousand thirty-three. Well done to you all. Now, Mitch, we come to that time, mate. We talked a couple of weeks ago that uh, this time of year that people are done being busted, and then well, we've got quite a few this last two weeks. What's going on here? Look, it's not too bad. We we have primarily uh, HIA, so we've got Will Warb, Sami Sulo, and Jake. T- Urban all out with category one HIAs and Felice Kufusi with that category two. Uh, probably the bigger one is Jeremy Marshall King. So he's had that niggling AC joint injury you've written in here, Stu. And there's talk he's going to be out for the season. That which, was from Wayne Bennett. Uh, well, yeah. And, and as, as you've just written down here, he's been named to play. So I was a little bit surprised with an AC joint that's been niggling along. He was going to be out for an extended period because generally speaking, the NRL boys are pretty good at coming back from those. I know it's been plaguing him. So I, I would, without a doubt, think that it's impacting his ability to play as far as his uh, tackling goes. That said, Marshall King's more known for his ball running ability and uh, attack. So while we might see a little bit of a downturn in maybe his tackle efficiency and the number of tackles he's having, probably the biggest thing is his attack is not going to drop off, I don't think, with the AC joint. So maybe the biggest concern, I think, moving forward is, um, you know, whether Bennett starts to sit him looking more to next year. Uh, I don't think he'll have surgery on the AC joint. It's very unusual to do that. And I'm a bit miffed as to why Bennett said he's out for a long period of time and then he's been named. So it doesn't make a whole yeah. lot of sense to me on that front. Uh, Philip Sammy, he's also been named. He was listed with hamstring tightness. It's a little bit scary for him because oftentimes that hamstring tightness in those backs can be a bit of an issue. I wouldn't imagine too many people out there own him, but if you do, look, at this point you've got a hold because we don't have any more info other than he was a bit tight and sometimes guys can come good with that. Scott Sorensen, he's not named uh, and he was listed with a burner. At this point, watch this space. It's one of those things that if it's if it's real bad, he probably won't be named next week. And then we're starting to think it might be a little bit more than that. Campbell Graham. So to me, it looks like the Rabbitohs are just trying to manage their players through this period uh, in the build-up to the finals. So he's has been listed out with that sternum injury. My sense is over the next couple of weeks, they might try and rest him where able. And then with four or five weeks to go, they'll start building up his load. Yeah, um, well, they have the buy next week and they have the Bulldogs this week. So I imagine that this is probably a good week to give him a yeah. rest. Yeah, exactly right. They can kind of give him those two, three weeks off. They can put a bit of cortisone in there and they'll be hoping he'll be as close to 100% as possible because the Rabbitohs at this point with their builder looking to win premierships, making the finals is not enough for them. 
Braden Hamlin Ueli. Uh, it's a rib injury. We don't know what it is. He's not being named to play this week. So at this point, I'm thinking likely that rib cartilage issue we've seen with a few players this year. If he's not playing next week, it might actually be a fracture and he just hasn't been listed that way. So we'll watch that space. Payne Haas, that's probably the biggest one on the list with his ankle. Uh, again, we don't know, but at a guess with the information he was sort of telling you and what's out there, I'm going to suggest it's sort of an ongoing lateral ligament uh, injury that hasn't gotten quite right. That said, um, you know, it has been a long time. You were sort of suggesting that he had that before Origin 1, so we're looking at sort of nearly two months now. I do wonder if there's something more going on in the joint, if that's the case. Yeah, that, that was the, the article I read today saying it was the same one that, you know, he was in the ice uh, pre-Origin yeah. 1 at training. Got that yeah. Knock. So generally speaking, those lateral ankles would be pretty good by now, particularly if he kind of wasn't stopping play. You start to wonder. I do feel like at some point, you know, and this is kind of off the cuff, he has had issues with that ankle in the past. I feel like he might have had a clean out a season ago or so. Anyway, that could be just me making it up. But at this point, you know, it could be a lateral ligament issue, but I do wonder if it's more sort of the front of the joint there or a bit of a cartilage issue in, in that spot. So I don't think... It'll stop him playing. My suspicion is they'll put a bit of cortisone in over the next couple of weeks and he'll kind of just gut it out. But it's something to watch for in the off-season. Uh, Roosters, long-term out. So both Sam and Sorry. Smith look like they're on track for a return to New South Wales Cup on Sunday. Yep. Are uh, you just turning into a robot there, Mitch? Oh, am I good now? You should be better. No, we lost him. Sorry, guys. No, it's all good. So the Roosters... Just looked over internets. Yep. Excellent. Roosters are uh, back with Sam Walker and Brandon Smith on track for a field return uh, for New South Wales Cup. So that's good news for Sam Walker, who sort of had that mysterious ACL strain, which we don't have huge amounts of information. So it looks like that has been successful and he won't have surgery. I know we were sort of chatting that he was meeting with surgeons, so it looks like he's been able to avoid that at this point. I'll be interested to see how he goes moving forward because it'll it'll be um, one of those things. Uh, not really sure on how he's going to be able to perform because it's a bit of an uncharted territory and we're not a thousand percent sure on an injury. They've been quite cagey about this, but my gut instinct is he had that ACL strain. And if he has had the sort of protocol, I think he's had, there's not a great deal of data on what happens when they come back to elite level play. Last one's Tyrell Sloan. He's out with a minor car strain. I'd say a week, maybe two, uh, cause he's a bit of a Ferrari in that uh, I suspect he injures easily and takes a while to get better. But, uh, I, you know, it's probably a good opportunity for him to get on the tackling bags, really. Uh, yeah, and look, round uh, they've got the buy round 20, so see him back round 21. Awesome. All right, guys, we also have the uh, Origin squads here. So big news is obviously AJ Brimson is at fullback. Uh, Corey Horsburgh has come into the 17 uh, due to injuries. And we also have uh, Jermaine Hopgood. So has uh, somehow made his way, but he's named 19th man. So, and Xavier Coates has kept his position over Selwyn Cobbo. Uh, probably good because, you know, Selwyn does like a bit of a sook if he pops a knock. So uh, looking at this squad, start with you, Adam. How are you thinking the Queensland's looking? Oh, stock centered 3-0. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah, it's not looking that difference. AJ Brimson certainly a quality replacement. Hey, yeah, oh mate, yeah, they're they're just shooting it out again. Eighteenth man comes in to start at fullback. Yeah, that's it. So uh, 
good depth there better than Corey Allen like a couple of years ago. Uh, who still won <laughs> somehow anyway. Uh, and look, Jermaine Hopgood, fortunately for those of you who own him, uh, showing his quality, gets into the squad without having to play unless someone does pain pain rolls his ankle. Now, Mitch, quite a few more changes for New South Wales. Yeah, mate. Uh, you've got uh, Bradman Best, Cody Walker, Jake Trevojevic, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Kolomotangi, Isaiah Yeo has been shifted to the bench, so they were all our starters there. Jacob Saifidi has been put into the bench, and Clint Gutherson's named at 17. We have Scott Drinkwater and Spencer Lenu in at 19 and 18. Uh, so what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven changes and shifting Isaiah Yeo to the bench, which you weren't particularly happy with. Uh, look, I can see what they're doing. I'm kind of happy for the Panthers because, you know, 35, 40 minutes for Isaiah Yo is pretty happy for me, right? So, uh, but yeah, it's, I know I'm a bit frustrated by this team because it's not building for the future, right? They're not trying to test out guys, give them a go, but it's also not an outright winning side. So yeah, uh, you know, whether, whether Yo plays however long, I'm just looking at this squad here. They're all big minutes guys who's starting on this field, right? So uh, you got Jake Trevojevic, he might play 80. I'll be honest with you in the squad, he'll play at least 60. Regal Campbell Gillard will play 50. Liam Martin will play most of the match. Ken Kalomatangi's got the big motor. Murray's got the big motor. So really they're looking for impact from Saifidi. Uh, and obviously Reese Robson will sw- swap out with Cook. I don't know. I'm a little bit frustrated just because some of these guys who they haven't put in are like the future for Origin and they're just not giving them a run. Instead, they brought in Cody Walker at six. Like what? What's he going to prove in a year or two when he's on his way out the door, right? He's already 34. So I don't really understand that selection. Like, unless you were going to pick him from the start, it doesn't make sense. Uh, who would I have gone with? Uh, Matt Burton at six is who I would have gone with. I think they, yeah. Or, and look, I think Bradman. Or you leave Jeremy Lua there because he actually wasn't terrible in the third origin, second origin. No. I've been or- critical of him previously, but he wasn't the problem. He wasn't. No, although even the first origin, he still got that, like, uh, involved in a couple of the try activities there. That's so, what I mean. And I didn't think he was he's been predict- Yeah, he he wasn't the reason they lost. No, and uh, it's it's one of those interesting. Bradman Best, I don't mind. He's a good center. Uh, I don't mind that at all because he he's a strike weapon. He's got a lot of speed, a lot of pace. But yeah, Cody Walker doesn't make a lot of sense. Rebel Cam- Campbell Gillard probably do a better job than uh, Paulo did. Uh, Ken Klomatangi, uh, yeah, I guess he's played okay. I'm not sure that he's a game breaker, but he certainly played okay on the right there. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I see that Freddie's trying to have his cake and eat it too, where he kind of wants to win, but also kind of wants to be able to say, well, look, I'm blooding some new players for next year if he doesn't win. Adam, uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think it just shows that um, Fettler doesn't know how to pick a side to save his life, essentially. Um, I I just don't like the Reese. Robson and Clint Gutherson both on the bench. That that means that it's yeah very much rocks and diamonds. As in yeah you you some of the big boys better play long minutes, but we'll, we'll see. I think Jake Tavorovich plays close to eighty. Um, I think Murray and Yo play big minutes in this, regardless of Yo coming off the bench. Saifidi, as you said, just essentially impact. I would have liked to seen Spencer Linear. And the answer to um, Saifidi, to be honest, he's been absolute gunning it. Yeah, and I definitely think that uh, if you're going to test out the side, I definitely think someone like Matty Burton in there 
would certainly be a good shout either at six or at center, or even I reckon he's the perfect 14 because he mm. can play center. He can play a bit of second row and play halves. And between those, if you've got a guy like Steve Crichton in there, who can shuffle the rest of those positions and also Dylan Edwards, like I don't know how he's not got a spot somewhere in there, but you know, apparently you can play really well and just not get in. Yeah. Choose and yeah. um, drink water above, above Edwards. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Although drink water uh, acts because he can do half and full back. So if someone does get HIA'd, mm. they can activate him pretty well. What does uh, Clint Gustin do? I think he does what Scotty Drinkwater does and play a bit of fullback, bit of half. <laughs> like, that's it, and a bit of centre. Um, he'll play centre. He will play centre better than Nico Hines. I think it's the answer for that one. Probably won't let Hammer around him untouched to mm. school. I'm not convinced. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying that, like, as defensively, we know that Gutho's a king, right, Mitch? Yep, he's very, very, very strong and he'll play tough. He's an origin player. I mean, I, I'm just a bit surprised still that Jack DeBellin just cannot get a run in this side. He's been blacklisted all the time. He's been blacklisted, mate. I'm, I'm pretty sure the sponsors have said no, not a must. And yet Tavita Pengai Jr. gets picked. That makes sense. Uh, one's, a, one's a known convicted criminal and one's not. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, the... There's also a few things I think going there at the Dragons at the moment as well. Like just they're going backwards. I have noticed that Freddie's moved right away from teams which are on the big losing slide here. So there are no, apart from Josh Adokar, there are no Bulldogs. Like I think Burton, I think them getting slapped so bad uh, also hurts as well. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on. Uh, look, predictions for this one. I'll start with you, Adam. Uh, Queensland by four. I like it, uh, Mitch. Uh, clean sweeps are rare. We'll go New South Wales by 10. Excellent. And look, I'll go Queensland by 16 so we can be the end of Freddie. Go get Cooper Cronk. Guy who knows how to friggin' coach a squad or at least organise the Cooper Cronk would coach New South Wales. I, I, I get him. Mate, he, A, he's probably the best thinker and the least concussed of that premiership winning squad. He moved to Sydney. True, it was because of his, you know, misses, but he still did it, right? Moved away from the team. And he showed at the Roosters that he can produce. And he makes a lot of sense on Fox when he's talking about the game. Knows oh, I'm not, I'm not doubting that he'd be a fantastic coach. I'm just saying it'd be wild for him to coach against Queensland. I'd, I'd, friggin', I'd, I'd offer him a big job to do it because he understands what winning looks like. And unlike, like, you look at guys like Joey and Freddie, they're very individually talented footy psychopaths. Like, they don't understand why you can't have 500 beers and then turn up and play the lights out of a game, right? You know, and c- come off razzed off a flight and then go and play the game of your life because that's what they could do. And they're just like, oh, what do you mean these guys don't have this insane drive like I do? Whereas I think Cooper Cronk, he's, he's more effort-based, more thinking about the game. So I think he'll be better. I think he would be too. I just think it would be a coup to get him to come out there and do the job. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, I'd just be in his ear. Uh, if I was... um. Uh, over there at, uh, from New South Wales, so I'd, I'd certainly be getting in. How about you, Adam? Who, who do you think the next coach should be for New South Wales? Mate, Matty Johns, have you have you actually listened to him actually speak footy without trying to take the piss? He is one of the best in the business. Um, and Billy Slater is showing that he can do both TV and origin. I know it is a bit harder. I would, I'd be throwing the checkbook at Matty. Just going back to your narrative, um, of Cooper Cronk, it would be another. It'd be another chapter. Um, Cameron Smith versus Cronk, wouldn't it? 
Oh, that's it, mate. I, I think that, and we saw there that Kronk isn't afraid to tell Cameron Smith to, uh, you know, eat a fat one. Mm, absolutely. Like it. Okay, let's move on. Uh, let's get to the matches. So, Mitch, take us through. We got the, I don't know what we're going to call this game. Uh, we got the first game, West Tigers versus Sharks, 17th versus third. What's happening? Yeah, the Tigers have been forced into three changes. At C. James will make his NRL debut after Alex Wilde was handed a one-game match suspension for dangerous contact. Veterans David North Fluman and Brent Naden have been replaced due to that shoulder injury, which we didn't talk about in the injury report because they don't matter for fantasy. For the Sharks, with Dale Finucan serving a two-match ban for a dangerous throw, Cameron McInnes moves into the starting 13 and Jesse Colcon onto the bench. After a long layoff with a foot injury, Toby Rudolph comes in for Braden Hamlin ULA, who is sidelined with that rib injury we spoke about earlier. So, uh, Stu, I'll get you to start. Nico Hines, I said he'd break 100. He came pretty close last week. He certainly did, and he did it pretty simply too. Like that try that he scored where he just went through untouched. Like how you don't mark the man on that one, I do not know. It's so, the Dragons left edge, mate. Come on now. Yes. <laughs> and, and there's short players out there. So... Uh, and he went through, and then the rest of it was just, I don't know, he's even worse than Cleary as far as just picking up points without looking like he's doing much. So for the rest of the game, he put through Nakora for a nice try, and then for the rest of it, it was like a little bit of kicking here, a little bit of doing stuff there, and just dinked and dunked his way to friggin' 80-odd points. So almost got a second try as well, but uh, Will Kennedy decided to run a dummy against Sloan instead of uh, pass the ball back which I think is why he didn't get the 100, Mitch. Yep. So I think this week, look, the Tigers aren't that different a team to the team that got slapped by 60. They'll probably be a little bit stiffened, but I don't know. After four or five, six, seven, eight seasons of losing, right? Is this Cowboy... Do the West Tigers... Do they know how to win anymore? You can forget. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't that that whole thing? Vince Lombardi, winning's a habit. Unfortunately, so is losing. That's what I'm thinking. I'm seriously worried about the West Tigers at this point and the Doggies, especially the Doggies, because they've had it even harder, right? Because of how few games they won over the last few years. Um, mm. Just whether they just don't know how to be competitive, like they start, the, some of the steam goes out, right? If they don't keep close early. The Sharks get off to a good win in this one. It'll be very ugly, I'm starting to think. So uh, Nico Hines for me is big captain this week. Uh, there's a lot of junior guys in this squad. Um, so having a look here, like you've got Dane Laurie at six, who's just, he's never really defending the halves at the NRL level. Brandon Wakeham at seven, who isn't really a starting half. Like it's just concerns on the edges, which is why they've moved uh, John Bateman back to an edge. And uh, which unfortunately has pushed Sean Bloor, who for the last couple of years has been a fantasy stud, uh, onto the bench. And yeah, Adam, apparently Benji, the, the at least there's rumours that Benji might be moving to full-time coach next year. Yeah, you guys were mentioning it before about Tigers not being able to win. Well, like, yeah, the club's in absolute shambles, essentially. And as as I've heard about a million times, winning starts in the front office. One, one minute Benji's walking out in the club, the next minute he's being promoted to coach next year and it just seems <laughs> all so bizarre right? oh, I, I, th- I think that's just Juno's just making stuff up mate or if not making stuff up you know taking Benji's mate's dog's groomer you know <laughs> oh. so yeah mate I don't know let, let, let's find out see how we go I can't imagine that they're gonna put Benji in after one year as an assistant right 
Oh yeah, absolutely. It'd be stupid, but oh. I've seen stupid things happen with the Tigers. <laughs> That's true. Uh, other guys we've got to talk about is uh, Buller. Look, guys, he got slapped last week. These things happened. Happened to Ponga. Happened to Reese Walsh. You copped the seven a couple of weeks ago. Um, sometimes when your team gets slapped and you're a base stats guy um, who also gets those attacking stats on those days you don't get them, you just got to run those base stats. And he got 17 of them. And that was... He actually got about 30 base stats and then just a whole bunch of missed tackles as he's trying to tackle people who are diving over the line. So just just tough week. Hold him. You can trade him come round 20. Uh, he's not top of my list to do so. Uh, Adam, we've got to talk about a couple more guys from the Tigers, which is John Bateman and Isaiah Papali'i. What are we thinking? Yeah, it's, it's actually... I was doing a bit of research just before and John Bateman averages 60 on the edge when he, average, he only averages 55 in the middle. So it does make him more of a buy... Don't ask me why that is. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't have a buy for the rest of the run home. But you're buying him as a keeper. Um, Joe, this is a question to you. Do you think he gets DPP? He's played two games in the middle. Two or three. I I I think um, officially it's two, but he played one of them. He played like ten minutes. Yeah, I, I know. Look, I, I think the answer is likely no then, unless he's named after the mm. next round at the thing there. So I think that he won't. Uh, we'll be lucky if he's like Maddo and he just somehow sneaks his way in. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, another question, Mitch. What do you think this means for IPAP? Do you think it means that he goes back to the left or he's staying on the right? As an IPAP owner, I hope he stays on the right, but I think he probably will end up on the left. Uh, Stu, I'll ask you this one. Do you feel like Bateman is a right-sided second row and that's why IPAPI will go over there? Uh, or do you think there is some chance he'll end up on the left? Because I'm, I'm really not sure, but I certainly hope he does stay on the right. Mm. Look, uh, looking at this one, if you just go straight off the numbers, uh, it's Isaiah Papali on the left, right? Uh, mm. And Bateman on the right. So really, we just need to go through this one and just go, uh, I think it will hurt. It'll hurt Isaiah Papley if he does go back, but I think they just they need to stiffen those edges because I think they're putting Isaiah Papley back to cover Sean Bloor, who just good offensively, just not good defensively. Yeah, fair. Um, moving moving on to IPAP, he scored forty four on hammering. Now you take that while Bateman only scored thirty three. IPAP does average fifty five this year when playing on the edge, whereas as I said before, Bateman averages sixty. Now, there is 40k difference. I think they're like for like, so I would be taking IPAP at 720k. Let's go around the room. Mitch, who are you getting? IPAP or Bateman, if you could pick one? IPAP. All right, Stu? Yeah, I'd pick IPAP at this stage. So I had both, but um, you, look, you won't go too far wrong with either one. They're both quality players. Mm. Uh, Bateman last week, I think he can contribute his score to the fact that they were just saving him. He was playing in the middle and getting pretty gassed out when they were getting tuned up through the middle. So they go, why red line one of your guys, right? Mm, In mm. When your team is getting absolutely thrashed. So they decided not to. So you can't blame a team for, for trying to protect their assets in that case. Yeah. All right. I think that ends the debate. Um, now I'll move on to Ramian. Um, <laughs> sorry for anyone that I've convinced to jump on. He is very rocks and diamonds. I think it's 33 and 35 with, two tries, although those tries were eight points. Um, 
I think there are better offered options, but if you have him, you can always loop him just because everyone knows that he's capable of a 70 or 80 at any given week. Um, and obviously he doesn't have a buy for the rest of the year. Yep, fair. I like it. Uh, let's, uh, I, I, I do like it. Yep, hold him, don't buy him. So there's not many other fantasy relevant players down here. I know a few people have been talking Talakai. Talakai have good weeks like he did last week, but not every week. Uh, so I'd have a good week against the Dragon's Edge defense too. That's exactly <laughs> right. So I guess if you're playing the Dragons every week, you buy Talakai. <laughs> probably by Nicora you buy most players playing against the Dragons every week uh, alright so who have you got winning this one Mitch have you bet the Dragons I got well I, this is the Sharks and Tigers mate so I got Shark by oh, 24 there we go uh, sorry mate I, I, it's because they're the next game I'm looking at that yeah, one yeah you're about you're trying to give me shit preemptively mate thanks mate <laughs> okay how about you and yeah, Sharks by plenty. 20 yeah, plus. That's here. fair. Same for me. All right, we get to the Friday 8 p.m. game. Uh, we have the Dragons versus the Raiders down in Wollongong. So for the Dragons, uh, Paul Turner is going to play his first game for the Dragons with that Tyrone Sloan calf injury. Moses Sully returns uh, from his HIA. Daniel Russell has been named to make his NRL debut from the bench. Haven't heard anything about him. Uh, with Ben Hunt away, Jane Sullivan shifts to halfback. Talatala Moan comes into the side at 5-8, where the Ben Hunt returns yet to be seen. Uh, on the Raiders' side, Corey Horsburgh has been added to the uh, Maroon 17. Ada Mariotta switched from prop to lock. Imre Gulu injected into the front row. Trey Mooney replaces uh, Pasami Solo uh, after his HIA. Really quickly on this one, guys. Uh, Adam, you have Tarpane. Yeah. I've held him all the time. Um, absolute wheels up. I don't. I don't see when a moment where he doesn't play over sixty minutes in this game. To be honest, um, no Horsburgh, no um, Papali'i either. Yeah, but I don't think you can buy him. I don't think he's a keeper, and at the moment, that's what you're kind of targeting. Yep. No, that's definitely fair. Uh, how about now? There's a guy very interesting. Last couple of weeks got a lot of chat. Seb Chris. Yeah. I should have mentioned before, Raiders have a buy next week, so I don't think you can buy him, but he, he is one that was very enticing. Um, he's got that duel, and he you wouldn't be starting him, but you'd be putting him in 21st, 20th man. And Could you use him as a um, cash-out option this week? Like, fill up a wing fullback slot, which most people are very short on, right? Especially yeah. overall if your head-to-head's playing this week, which essentially means you're overall, right? Like, yeah. just in my head, it was like, could you not, like, he's probably got a very safe run home just as yeah, far as, as uh, you know, he's he seems to have won that spot over Savage quite handily now. So uh, could, could we see him as someone who you just essentially treat as a cash out who you can play if, because he will, you know, he's not going to become a red dot? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that That's what I think, if you're going to get him, that's what you want him for. Um Although you'd just be aware that Xavier Savage is in 21. So, yeah, yeah I don't, who knows what goes through Ricky's mind. That's true. Yeah, it is Ricky. Though I must say that Savage has been there most weeks, so I'm not yeah. too concerned at this point for Seb Chris. So I'm seriously considering him as a cash out this week. So you trade down a guy like Turpin to Seb Chris, you take 200K and you save the money to go and buy some Origin studs, which we'll be talking about later in the podcast. Uh, there's really not much to talk about here. Corey Horsburgh, I know a couple of people have been talking about trading him. 
Uh, could you see a case for trading him, Mitch? Uh, no, no, I think I'd keep him. He'll, he, he's just one origin game. He's been good all year. Just wear this one, right? Although yeah. the Raiders do have the bye the week after, don't they? That's in, so, so it's really that over that two-game stretch, do you want to hold Corey Horsburgh or like- Well, he's one of the elite. He's one of the elite mids. I think you've got to hold him because, yeah, I, I do. Let me, yeah, I think I'm just having a look further down. Yep. Yeah. No, I would. I'd hold him. But I'm playing head-to-head, so I suppose I've got a different mindset at the moment. Yeah, no, I think even for overall, like I know uh, Eddie from In The Bin and I were having a chat about this. He, he wasn't too sure about Horsburgh. I'm like, mate, like, um, you know, yes, you miss a couple of games with him, but how much can that hurt? Anyway, uh, I'd be looking to trade uh, Joey Tarpany before I was looking to trade Corey Horsburgh. I'll be completely honest. Uh I think that's just about it. Uh, I'm not sure that there's anyone that really interested about this dragon side. Obviously, Jack DeBellin is still a stud. Uh, you can still play him this week. He's got the bye next week. Uh, so if you don't have him, you probably look to bring him in the round afterwards. Though he's competing with the Origin guys at that point. Jacob Little uh, is playing this week. If you absolutely need a hooker, you're playing for overall, you somehow haven't played this far. He's probably the cheapest of the acceptable options. That is about it. Who have we got winning this one? Mitch? I have Dragon by four. Dragon by four at home, win stadium. Wow, there we go. They got a good record against the Raiders at win. Very good record, actually. How is their record against the Warriors at win, mate? <laughs> it's also good. <laughs> was. Was a- But Ben Hunt's not playing. I think I think I think they'll I think they'll be a different team. This will be a really telling game, actually. You reckon if, if-, they're, if they're if they're bad this week, I'm just gonna be sad. It is interesting. Oh, ben Pettit is playing 11. Oh, my gosh. I think I need to change my tip. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Jack Whiten could have a lot of points. He's my spicy pick for captain. No, wow. screw it. Let's go Dragon by four. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. How about you, Adam? Yeah. Uh, Raiders by 10 plus. Excellent. The, the Dragons just don't know how to defend the ages. I got it. And I got the Dragons by 42. So. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Uh, Raiders by 42. Excellent. So, uh Let's get to the third game. So we've got the Eels versus the Warriors. So real quickly on this one, Clint uh, Gutherson is playing for New South Wales. So Sean Russell moves to fullback. Isaac Lumi on the wing. Dijon Arcee switches to halfback to cover Mitch Moses. Uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard is out. So Ofiki Ogden is named a prop. Sean Lane returns from an eight-week layoff, Mitch, with a hamstring injury. So that's huge. Hey. That is big, but it means he's probably coming in fairly healthy, right? So. Expect his minutes to be a little bit down, but they've probably done right by him by taking their time with this one. As I said, I, I don't mind them taking their time with a with a big hamstring strain. That's a good thing. No, I like it. And the other thing that I like is the fact that they're priming him up for next year. So, like, you know, if he comes off the bench for a couple of weeks, his price will decline nicely. Uh, all right. So on the Warriors side, the Warriors is named Sane 17, lost to the Rabbitohs. News, Sean Johnson could remain in New Zealand for the birth of his second child. So Ronald Volkman was set in to step into number seven. The other news is Josh Curran was issued a breach notice from the NRL for punching a teenager in the face and uh, will miss a number of games. So, yeah, yeah mate. Uh, 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 what you're doing at 3 a.m. in a port, you know, at a nightclub in Port Macquarie sw- swapping contact details with a teenager, I do not know. But <laughs> nothing good happens at a nightclub in Port Macquarie. At 3 a.m. with a teenager. Yeah. Uh, moving on, let's, uh, Adam, take us away, mate. Let's let's talk about Will Penasini. Yeah. 
Um, he's only scored below 40 on four occasions. Um, although, keep in mind, he does have a buy in 27. I, I think he's a buy if you need centre, which I think everyone does, and you want a reliable scorer. Um, at 559k, you're obviously buying him as a premium, but I'm happy with it. Moving on to Gutho. Now, when, when I first started doing this, I thought he was going to be a... Um, like hold because he should back up coming off the bench, mm-hmm. um, but he does have a tough run of schedules for remainder home. Now listen to this: he's got the Titans, and then he's got the Cowboys, Storm. Then he's got the Dragons, Broncos, Roosters, and Panthers with the bye to finish. So I think that's pretty tough with a with the ultimate flat track bully um, against the Cowboys, Storm, Broncos, Roosters, and Panthers. This Earlier this season, he scored 35, 40, oh, 34, 32, 46 with a try, and 32. I think this is the maximum massive sell. That's that's a big call there. So, so you reckon that, uh, that Gutho, it's peak time to hop off? Yeah, yeah, now, absolutely. Now, Adam, would you hop off this week, or would you wait a week for round 20 for the post-origin guys to come off? I think it depends on who you want to get. If you, if you want an extra number and you don't have, say, oh, I don't know, like a Nico Hines, I'd be jumping off this week. However, if you're, I'm happy with either. If you want to, you know, I'd cash down to uh, um, Sebastian Kirsch and then upgrade to, uh, I don't know, a Yo or something. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Though obviously, if you felt Gutho through that series of buys, it is a bit of a bitter pill to swallow. Obviously, if you held him through last week. Yeah, yeah. I, it does make sense with that run. Okay, it's good to hear. Um, and look, Jermaine Hopgood's. Uh, you're thinking he plays this week? Yeah, I, I heard some rumours that he is available to play, so I wouldn't buy him. But just because I am nervous about how this team looks with everyone back, if that kind of makes sense, you know, with Meadow back in the middle, um, Hopgood, then you've got Joe Offie and Gowie. Um, Sean Lane back you know oh, there's Brown. just so many mouths to feed as such so I, I want to see it but if you're owner sit tight yep I like it and guys uh, from my side it's really quick so Tohu is a hold only finally came good with a 60 uh, 62 last week so don't buy due to you know surrounding issues but he's definitely a hold he did look less hindered last week than he did obviously against the game before against the Dragons that's good to hear uh, and for Sean Johnson, do not put the captaincy or vice captaincy as his baby's due probably this weekend, so it could be late out. So even the vice captaincy, it's risky to put on a player who is odds on not to play because uh, the last thing you need is Nico Hines, cops and niggle in the training so that you have no captain, and that is your season done if you're an overall player. If you don't have a valid captain, I'll be honest with you. Uh that is just about everyone that is relevant in these sides. Looking through, Adam Fanua Blake is still punching out good scores. You can still buy him as a middle. We'll get to his capabilities soon. Yeah, probably the only keeper middle we pick up this week, along with Jack DeBellin, who's playing. Uh, I'm not sure that people are short on middles, though. Um, with that in mind, who have you got winning this one, Mitch? I got Eels by 12. I think they figured it out. Yeah, they, they certainly should. How about you, Adam? Yeah, wise by 12. I've actually got Johnson to a Moses and watched the birth of his second kid via phone and him score 75 plus. Oh, big. Interesting. All right. And uh, look, I've got uh, I've got the Eels winning this one probably by six. I reckon it'll be a pretty tight game. 
uh, Giannassi's not necessarily got the biggest boot. And I have not actually seen uh, Ryan Madison kick the ball yet uh, beyond a grubber. So I'm waiting for that one. I'm waiting to see, waiting to see Madison try and put the ball to boot to kick it downfield. <laughs> yeah, let's see it. All right, then we get to the late Saturday game, Rabbitohs versus Bulldogs. Really quickly, the um, Dean Hawkins goes into 5-8. Civili Havili uh, will start at hooker. Ben Lovett and Shaq Mitchell come into the back uh, back row and lock respectively. Zaitas returns at centre for the birth of his first child. Uh, Tyrone Munro to the wing, Richard Kennard to 18th man, Peter Mamazoulos and Talis Duncan have been included on the bench. And for the Bulldogs, uh, Caleb Rahab is out. Uh, Matt Burton shifts to six. Uh, Kyle Flanagan returns to first grade side on the bench. Toby Sexton comes straight into halfback after signing the Dogs on Tuesday, which shows you how flippin' desperate they are. Uh, Blake Wilson joins on the wing. This is a side which is just... I don't even know what's happening with the Bulldogs anymore. I feel like uh, they're really starting to feel the pressure of being a side that is uh, five years into sucking, and if they pick up another spoon, there's uh, another spoon that's going to be pitchforks out. What What are you thinking, Mitch? Do you reckon the Dogs can survive if they win another spoon? Yeah, they'll survive because they're one of the great clubs of the NRL, but it's just sad to see. Yeah, not so much the club itself, but like the guys running it. Uh, do you reckon Gus can survive if he picks up another spoon? Yep, I do. I think he I think he gets one more crack at it because of the injury-affected year and bringing in a new coach. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. They've got to trust the process. I think they're closer to getting it right than they ever have. They're cleaning out the right players. Uh, they don't have a junior program like some of the better clubs do or any feeder clubs in place. It's going to take a while to get these structures in uh, to where they need to be. Look how long it took for Penrith to, to do that and why they're successful. I think everyone just needs to calm down. It's a source of great frustration as a Dragons fan where we do actually have the juniors coming through. The dogs don't have juniors coming through. That's the problem. Yeah, not too many. They're certainly having to, uh, to go out and try and poach whoever they can, right? And they have to pay overs because they suck. So it's it's difficult. That is pretty gross. Um, all right. Well, let's look. I'm going to say, guys, really quickly for this one, that no rabbits due to the fact that every single uh, rabbit that's eligible uh, for being fantasy relevant is off playing Origin this week or injured, uh, being Latrell and uh, Campbell Graham being injured. And then they've got the buy around 20 and they miss around 26. So I can't see a reason to buy any one of these uh, rabbitos. And I'd say no Bulldogs because of how awful they're playing. Like, they just got tuned up. Jacob Preston's the only guy who can hold at this point. Uh, except for their new fullback, Jake Averillo. So he's a possible exception. Why? Because he plays this week. He's DPP. Uh, he's moving to the fullback where he will score slightly better. He can do a little bit of fifth uh, tackle kicking options. And I reckon that this Bulldog side does look a little bit better with Toby Sexton uh, probably a more capable defender and in attack than Rahab. What are you thinking there, Adam? Any interest in Jake Everett, really? Yeah, I do think Chuck a star on him, but again, I think there's better options. Easy. How about you, Mitch? Uh, yeah, I won't be touching Averillo. He's on one of the stinkier sides in the NRL, and I think he'll struggle to score point, points week to week. But I see your point. If you own him, then it's okay. Yeah, I'm just having like 369k, and like he's just he's got a slightly better ceiling than Chris as far as things go. So I'm just thinking if you're going to do a cash out option, just leave him on your bench for the rest of the year. 
Uh, yep. For me, he's one of those ones that obviously break even at 44, which is not amazing. Um, but uh, Perrin played so badly, I'm not sure how you can play him again. All right. Uh, with that being said, you don't want any of these other guys. Cole Oluapu is a definite seller. He's all the way out at 20 this week. Uh, Jackson Topane is somehow playing center. So hopefully he starts this. He only ever plays two games a year and every year is at 600K. So hopefully he plays a couple of bad games and gets to an affordable price next year. Uh, who do we have winning this one, Mitch? Uh, I got rabbits by 18. Uh, you just can't pick the dogs after 66 nil. But Adam, you disagree. Yeah, mate. How many times have we seen that you've got an absolute dropping and then they win the next game? Being booed at your own crowd, by your own crowd, that'd be um, pretty humiliating. So I got dogs by four. Mate, I don't know. We watched the you dogs game the, the last few years. On the telecast. You could hear the boos on the telecast. It yeah. must have been really bad. Yeah. yeah. Reed uh, Money looked a, a little bit said that. Though I must say the dogs, they're one of the uh, more vocal fan bases. So I must yeah, say, like the Dragons fan base. They they have booed their side quite a number of times in the last couple of years. Like you not know, like that though. That was something else. Well, they mm. were playing like something else. To be completely honest with you, it was not good. No, it was not. So uh, try not to get guys. The Rabbitohs are playing well, but uh, obviously you just the buy schedule just means that this year they just haven't really been too many fantasy relevant Rabbitohs. Uh Let's move on. Last game, uh, Titans versus Dolphins. Adam, take us away. What's happening? Um, so, Felix Sami returns to the side. Um, he was a late withdrawal with a hamstring complaint during last week's warm up. As a result, Jojo Fafita moves to the bench with a host of Origin stars unavailable. Uh, Jaden Campbell has been named at fullback, while Khalees Haas, Isaac, um, Fungal. Oh, what? Tino Fasumalawi, that's it. Sorry, I need to think of his brother. And Jadam Joff joins the starting pack. Papua New Guinea um, representative Jacob Alec will make his club debut off the bench. So that's absolute carnage for the Titans. For the Dolphins, um, Eric, uh, Ewan Aiken moves to the centre with had the hammer on origin duty. Katie Nikarima also returns. Um, for another stint at fullback, Lise Kafusi is out after entering the league's concussion protocols. I thought he was just suspended, but as Jeremy Marshall King is named, despite baffling a shoulder complaint, Jared Wallace and Anthony Milford both return from suspension on the bench, while Hume SASA returns to the starting side. I must say, if I was Jared Wallace and Anthony Milford, I would make sure that this is one of the better games that you got because those hammerings that the Dolphins have been getting have been partly due to the fact that their depth has been hurt by suspension. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'd, I'd be making sure <laughs> this is an excellent frigging game. All right, uh, only a couple of guys to talk about, both of which are mine this week. So Valence Tawari seems to keep his centre spot for now. So uh, Ewan Aitken's are on the other side of the field and Hammer seems to take a Ewan Aitken spot. Brinko Lee is... Named in the reserves, but Balance Tawari looks to have won the spot. He has fixed up some of the defensive issues. He's still slow, but he's not missing as many simple tackles. So that's good for them. And obviously they looked a lot stiffer versus the Broncos, which was really good effort there. Um, having a look at the rest of the squad, uh, the only other guy that we talk about, Conley Lemuelu, gets another week's grace due to HIA. So guys, if you still own him, you're absolutely cheering at this point. Uh, could you buy Adam? 
Gut check. Could you buy Lemmy early this week if you're short a centre? 560-odd K? Nah, I can't, eh? Hey. Just the job security gives me the heebie-jeebies. I'd be, I'd be, I'd prefer um, Ramian, but I've been on him for as long as, and he's done absolutely abysmal. So, what do I know? That's true. Uh, how about you, Mitch? Gotcha. No. Yep, me. Losing either. teams are unstable teams. That's it. Bennett does not care about your fantasy squad. Uh, look, obviously, if Connolly Lemu Elliott comes out and has one of those amazing games, he won his spot for what about six weeks off the back of that double try game. So. Yep. If he has another mm. one of those, he might see out the season. But apart from that, we could be in trouble if you do own him uh, or pick him up this week. Probably not as sad as I was with Jack Bird, who's still not named this week. <laughs> Who have we got winning this week? you hold one? on to him, No, I didn't. I sold him the week afterwards. So both, I bought two centers for round 19 in round 18. Oh, sorry, round 17. And then I sold them round 18. <laughs> that's my life. That is my absolute life. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh who have you got winning this one, Adam? Yeah, I've got Titans by six. Excellent. Mitch? Yeah, I think the Titans have figured it out. I've got them by 10. I've got the Dolphins by 10. I think that the outs, if you look at the bench for the Titans, it's so light. So, like, they're playing... Uh, let, let me call out the bench here. You've got Chris Randall, who's a hooker. You've got Aaron Clark, who's the ghost of Aaron Clark from previous years. I don't I don't know what the hell he's doing out there. Uh, who else have we got? we got got... Uh, Jojo Fafita, and then you've got JP Alec, who's debuting. So it feels to me like a very prototype type squad. Yeah, I'm thinking the Dolphins might get there. Uh, that is the last of the games. Let's talk about the real stuff that matters this week. Here are your captains and vice captains. Adam, take us away. Yeah, I, I've held on to Hines, so he's your obvious one. I got SJ as your vice captain, just because yeah, you know Hines is going to play. And then I got Tarpany as my spicy. I like it. Yeah, Tarpany should do decent minutes. How about you, Mitch? I'm the same for the spicy, and I've got Hines and Jack DeBellin as my captain and vice, respectively. Yep, same for me. I have, uh, at the moment, I'm looking at my team. I've got Hines as captain. I've got Jermaine Hopgood as the vice captain. And just trying to think who the, who the spicy captain would be this week. I'm pretty sure you guys nailed it on the head with Jerry Tarpane. The only other guy who you could possibly think is uh, spicy, Dan, he would be a guy like John Bateman. But again, I think that's more risk than spice. That's just yep. that's just spice for the sake of spice. Like those guys who those ghost chili peppers. Like they, yeah. Moving on. Uh, trades this week, Adam. Nah, there's no one that I really want, so I'm just gonna play with eleven. I think. Excellent, Mitch. I got nine trades. I'm holding them all to blow you up. Come to the finals, mate. <laughs> oh, mate, oh. I like it. I like it a lot. So 450k and nine trades. I am locked and loaded. Excellent. Oh, yes. I'm only down to a couple of trades, so I'm, I'm struggling a little bit more than you as far as the trades go. Got a I want to keep that trophy in my in my uh, bedroom, mate. <laughs> oh, excellent. Uh, uh, so for me, I've uh, I'm probably going to make one trade this week. It's probably going to be cash down Jake Turpin, uh, pick up just a essentially cash out wing fullback of some description, and that will allow me to play thirteen. Well, actually. It'll take me up to 16 ins this week, but play 13 on the field and loop a whole bunch of middles and uh, halves and hookers. Who are you thinking, Shu? Um, Avarillo or Chris? Uh, At the moment, obviously. Look, I, I'm thinking probably Chris because he's in the safer position. Uh, or if, you know, because when the more I thought about Avarillo, the more I thought that Valence Tawari is also 
a better option as far as like his, you know, that if he gets close mm-hmm. to the line, he's just going to try and bulldoze his way in. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that one. As we speak, uh, I don't really want to get a red dot because those suck. Like I hate having buying players to not play. Yeah. Fair. Frustrates the heck out of me. I understand why people do it. I just don't like it. Um, all right. So let's get to the last part of today. So, I've put together a bit of a keepers list, but I want to chat to you guys through it and we'll put it out for the players at home. I'll put Nick on that task. Nick, if you're listening, mate, as soon as you finish pooping your pants, uh, you can do the promo for this, mate, this way, because I'm doing all the heavy lifting on the podcast for you. Okay? So, you know, once once the double load of washing is through, get on with it. All right. So, look, hooker, I've done this by tiers, guys. So, essentially... Tier one is the top tier, you know, and then it goes, you know, tier one and a half or tier two and down from there. And basically what you want to do is you want to be trading up any of your players up to get these guys, but you don't want to be trading sideways or down. So I've got tier one. There's really only one tier one hooker at the moment this year, and that is Harry Grant. Any any disagreement from you guys on that one? Not post-origin. Yeah. No. So, so this no, is... I've got a couple here. Excellent. So, yeah, so this is the post-origin keeper list. So, yep. uh, and he's got no bias past that point, so he should play all the way to 27. And they're kind of on the cusp of the four, so I reckon they're going to have to play pretty hard the Storm just to make sure that they get that top four spot this year. Adam's thing about them not making the eight, however, is looking a bit distant at this point, isn't it, Adam? Nah, I'm sticking strongly. You're going to miss out on the eight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Fair enough. Geez. Let's uh, Let's revisit that one come... Round, <laughs> whenever. All right, uh, tier two. I've got uh, Robson and Cook both with one buy. So basically, uh, Robson has the buy twenty four. I think it's twenty four or twenty five. Cook definitely has round twenty six. Both are playing Origin, and the tier two point five is Tanner Boyd. He's got no buys left. As we saw last week, you can push out an okay score with a forty eight, which is pretty decent. But you're paying for what you get there. I've also got backups here, so. Go grab one of the T1, T2 guys and then get a backup. And so uh, Hands, so uh, Brendan Hands is probably the best, 345K. Josh Hodgson is done for the season. Brendan Hands is DPP. He does have one by around 27, but again, he's just a backup. Put him somewhere on your emergencies. 345K, go get him. Uh, If you're short a hook or a half this week, go get him. Uh, I've also got uh, Little. So uh, Little is also probably the best of the uh, backup options who also plays this week. He's a bit now expensive, 566K, but there's not too many cheaper guys that I trust that aren't hands. Uh, Now, Adam, you've got here something about uh, Smith uh, lurking. He's in New South Wales Cup this week. Yeah, I'm just thinking that... Tier one backups could be Turpin. I just think that the Roosters have looked so much better with Turpin at nine. Play Smith through the middle, um, like it like they do with um Victor Radley. I, I just I just prefer that option. But I, I see what you're meaning with the Brandon Smith, you didn't buy him to play through the middle, did you? Well, the the, the only hard part there is that how do you play him and Radley at the same time? Yeah, true. Is the I, I get it. I like Brandon Smith as a as a small prop, you know, impact player, but it's just it's a bit of a rough play, hey. Yeah. I just think their roosters stuffed up their recruitment process. 
Oh, they certainly did. So I think Connor Watson was always the solution there, like so that they could just play cheese for hard 60, right? Yeah. And then play Watson for 45, 50 in the middle, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes at hooker a game. And, of course, he's just he's done that terrible, terrible – was that that knee injury, Patella Mitch? tendon, yeah. Yeah, patella tendon. So it's just ruined his season. And so he's spinning his uh, – on ABC Radio. Uh, doing a good job, by the way, Connor Watson. So, you know, hopefully he's got a future in media because by the sounds of it, Mitch, he won't have much of a future in the NRL unless he gets very lucky. I hope he makes a comeback, but it's a really tough one to come back from. Gross. All right. And look, if you've got Phoenix Croslands at this point, guys, like he, obviously you can't count the 70 odd that he got last week because he literally walked over for some tries. But <laughs> he he's the starting hooker and he's not losing two minute, minutes to Kurt Mann and the the Knights are redlining because the coach is under fire. The coach knows that he's the next guy to go. There's no one, there is no coach worse than Adam O'Brien left in this competition. So, well, would you guys disagree? No, I wouldn't. Robbo's looking pretty questionable this year, isn't he? <laughs> oh, no. Robbo's got a lot of runs on the boards, though. Ugh. Like, like yeah. he's, he's got three premierships. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what, the only thing that's... Um, Adam O'Brien's got on the books. It's two bloody pongers. Uh, Kalen and his dad, Andre. Oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway, so, and, you know, probably, you know, every time that Joe visits, you know, a whole bunch of beers. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, I'd say that Adam O'Brien is absolutely on the pump. They're going to redline these guys for the season. So, uh, now, you've got a question, Adam. Yeah, just, you mentioned sideways. And I bet you this is a question that's going to pop up quite often. Would you trade either Robson or Andor Cook to a grant? Yes. Essentially, when when I created the tier list, it was like you can trade up. You can trade from a tier right. two to a tier one. So you can trade Robson or Cook to grant. I don't have an issue with that in your trade situation. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit of a luxury trade if you're down to zero trades, right, or one trade. Yeah, totally. But you can do it. I have no issue with that. You just don't want to be going from Robson to Cook. You don't yeah, want to be going from Cook to Boyd. You don't like this is where I think you're going to start hurting a little bit. Yeah, no, I, do, I agree. I just wanted to clarify for the listeners. No, I like it. Okay, let's go for the tiers for the middles. So, guys, tier one, there are only two. Us, who has one by left, and but it's also a little bit under the injury cloud. And we got Isaiah Yo, who's now coming off the bench. Um, and has no more buys, uh, should hopefully play around 20. Mitch, you th- do you think anyone else should be in that tier or, or are those two the two to own? I'd have Jack DeBillon in there. You, you move him up from tier 1.5? Yep. Fair He's enough. so solid, man. And the Dragons have to do so much defense. I'd have him in tier one. Fair enough. And yeah. I'd be tempted to put Pat Carrigan in there post-origin as well, but definitely Jack DeBillon. Fair enough. Oh, look, I'd definitely be Patty Carrigan back up if Haas has a longer-term injury. So, oh, yeah, because yeah, he, he, he did redline that game against the Panthers. We made that, that 70-odd tackles. That was filth. Um, all right. I like it. Uh, tier 1.5, I've got Jack DeBellin, but I can agree with Mitch. He can be a tier 1 player. Adam Fanua blake uh, both of these guys have one bye, but, which is in round 20. And Hopgood, and who's got one bye. He's got issues with the role with everyone his back, but we also know that he is an 80-plus kind of guy on his day. So that's why he's got that upside. Um, and I've also got, strange enough, tier 1.5, I've got Tino Fasola Malawi, who last starting three is 70, guys. Whoa. That's, oh, on that one. 
Yeah, so he's currently at 839k, so you are paying full freight for him, but he has no more buys left after Origin. Uh, so, okay, let me read out his scores from round 10, okay? 71, 53, 77, 72, 69, 71. Three wow. tries in his last three games. But he's, he looks he's, good. He has been playing well. And he's been running those like really, really tough lines as well. Like mm. That's why he's getting tries. So, like, it's just absolute filth scores. His lowest score this year was a 43 and 65 minutes against the Melbourne Storm. Uh, yeah, Adam, he does love a trip to judiciary. Good point. <laughs> uh, okay, we also have uh, Corey Horsburgh. I've got him as T1.5, guys. I would not be trading yeah. him for the moon. He's He can push out an 80. He's got the offload. Ricky is redlining him to the absolute max this year. Like, playing what, 65, 75 minutes a yeah. game? Yeah, big minutes for a big man. That's it, and he, he seems to be enjoying the role. So he's drinking Joe Tarpany's milkshake, which makes me frustrated as that I slept on Corey Horsburgh. Um, I would have him in my squad if I didn't have too many middles. Uh, now, tier two, guys, I've got Paddy Carrigan. Now, Paddy Carrigan automatically moves up several tiers if he um, if Payne Haas is out. Uh, I've also got Nat Butcher, and I've got uh, Joe Tarpany. So they're tier two. You can keep them. They're still good to hold. And tier 2.5, I've got Cam Murray. So he's a great player, but he's sixth. There's the reason why he's 600K. And he's also got two buys left. So round 20 and round 26. Plus, he's got to survive starting 13 in Origin. Uh, we also have got Mado and Tohu. Is there anyone that I missed in that list, guys? No. No. I think you got them all. Excellent. So essentially, again, with these, you can trade up. Just don't go sideways or down, like, unless there's like some massively compelling reason, like injury. Just don't. Everything else is too too much luxury. If you meet like Mitch with 17 effective trades, you can do luxury trades, but otherwise, don't. Now, on the edges, there is one guy who's a T1 guy, and that is David Fafita. So here's the guy that, like, the guys who you are worried about missing out on the back in the season, there are two. One is David Fafita, who's coming off an 80. Uh, he's averaging 64 for this year, and he is just pulling up his last five average as we speak, 64. So it's just absolutely filthy. Uh, and that includes the 15 that he got with um, when he got uh, benched. So the other guys that uh, we're looking at here is in tier 1.5, we've got Nat Butcher on an edge. we got Hopgood. And then we got Isaiah Papley and uh, we got Bateman. Tier 2, Preston and Nakora. And tier 2.5, sort of just on the edge of like wanting to keep Olaquatu, Wilton, Young, and Madison. Uh, would you add anyone or change anyone's position in that list, Adam? No, I'm pretty pretty happy. I'd probably move Nakora up one. Yep. Personally. Yeah. T one point five, same as same as Bateman and the, yeah, actually that's probably pretty yeah. fair there. And I'd also move up Olakawatu to tier two, I think, just based on that he averages like fifty five without turbo. I think yeah, that's, that's true. I probably placed him a little bit low there from his earlier season stuff, but without turbo. He will get a little bit more game time and only yeah. has the one buy this week. So you are wheels up after this week for Oloquatu. I like it. Uh, in the halves, it's pretty clear at the moment. Uh, we've got Nico Hines, tier one. Uh, only guy there. Tier one and a half is Cleary. He'll be tier one fully fit. But Mitch, do we expect Nathan Cleary to be fit day one, six weeks back from that hemi? Maybe not day one, but I reckon he'll be pretty close by week two. Okay, so look, it's probably a one and done for Cleary. Like if he comes out, slaps out a big score, 
let's not miss out because the guys who jump in week one and take that risk with him, uh, they will start to get away from everyone if he does go ham. Like I know that last year, um, you know, it's one of those ones where like earlier in the season that happened to me, I didn't own Hines. People who jumped on Hines got all those lovely scores. Uh, tier two, I've got SJ Moses. Uh, basically, it's the best two options, guys, to own after there. And tier 2.5, I've got DC and Munster. Just due to the fact that I think there may be a little bit of post-origin hangover with these guys. Mitch, what are you thinking about that? Um, maybe. It's hard to say. Given that it's a dead rubber, they might not red line like they normally would. So perhaps we won't see what we saw in previous years, given that there might be a bit of air sucked out of the game. I know they always go hard at origin, but it doesn't mean quite as much. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not as worried about Munster as I was shield. last year. Yeah. That's Just true. throwing that out there. That's true. He's already done celebrating and getting drunk and obviously not yeah. being well afterwards. Oh, I'm looking to grab Munster pretty much as soon as uh, Origin's done. I like it. How about you, Adam? W- would you move uh, DC and Munster up to Tier 2 along with oh, SJ I'd Moses? Move DC. I'd move DC up to above Moses and SJ personally. He averages like fit 65 without Travojevic. He's going to have to do a lot more. And I don't think he's going to be rested at all just because he's an absolute weapon. So, yeah, I'd, I'd move DC up and I'd move Munster up as well. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, fair enough. Well, look, we'll move those guys up on the advice of the team. I like it. So, uh, Nick, get on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, sitting here at centres. Uh, centres, the tier one guys, look, obviously this is a little bit harder than it was earlier this year. Obviously, it was always going to be... Uh, Jack Bird and uh, Jerry Manu and Connolly Lemuelu, but uh, two of them have fallen off a cliff. So tier one, I've got Jerry Manu. I've got Valentine Holmes, who would be above them. He'd be in his own tier, but he's got Origin and a buy. I've got Gagai. Uh, I've got him uh, tier one when he returns from the injury round 20. Uh, obviously, that's two bid sermons. Uh, and yeah, got- I'd want to see a week. I'd want to see a week. You want to see a week? Oh, um, bloody earth. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd preferably like to see the game live so I could see him in back play, but I'd want to see a week of uh, Dane Gago. Nice. I like it. Uh, and look, you'd have to wait till round 20, so probably round 21. The other guy's got Herbie Farmworth, who has absolutely been killing it, like as far as how well he's playing. He's really stepped up to that next level, like that top tier of center. Only knock against Herbie Farmworth at the moment that I've got is that he's got a buy. Uh, coming up around 25. So that's that's the only knock that I've got on Herbie Farmworth. So uh, it's those four. I reckon you want to own at least one, if not two of those four. Uh, you can just go with one and just f- get someone else of these guys to fill in. Uh, next one, Conley Lemuelu, who's got one buy and roll issues. But if he does somehow survive them, he's a tier one guy. I've got Will Penasini, who, yep. as um, mentioned before, has only got... A couple of scores under 40. I've got Isaac Targo, who's really hit some peak form for the Panthers coming back from that peck injury. Mitch, looks like centers really don't need pecs. Apparently not, but uh, I'd keep an eye on that pecs. Pretty important muscle. Yeah, fair enough. Well, well he's looked good, good enough to knock out Will Warbrick with it the other day. So That's fair. Uh, the uh, And then we also got Bradman Best, who's hit a pretty good patch of form. It's not just the 90 that he's coming off. I'm discounting that because of how awful the opposition was. Uh, but it's like because the He's dogs- had a good run of health, though, this year, Stu. Like, if you look at the last couple of years, he had that dislocated elbow, he had the syndesmosis. 
Uh, he had a couple of other injuries. Like he's finally got um, a bit of a, a clean run, and as a result, he's finding a bit of form. And he's got Ponga playing next to him, which helps. That's it. I think it's that combination of him being fit, Ponga being fit, and the side absolutely gunning for wins, I think, which has seen the best out of Bradman best. And yep. the fact that Gagai is playing so well over the other side means that sides aren't loading up on Bradman best as big as they would be. Uh, awesome. So tier two, I've got Hammer and Lomax. So Lomax is there with that base. Hammer obviously has the buy and has origin, but we know has that he just has that crackhead speed, so he will do well on occasion. And tier 2.5, I've got Phil Sammy, Stafford, Toa, Talakai. Like all these guys, tier 2.5, it's almost risk. All of them yeah, can, very punch, risky. can punch out 60s, but they can punch out 10s. I Phil's, think when it, when it all comes to it, they'll probably average in that, that mid-30s, low 40s sort of thing, right? They will. It's just if you're head-to-head players, this is where those questions come in because they could be one of those guys who, with the right matchup, can also punch out a 60 which yep. is why I've just got them above some of the others. We were a bit disappointed with Ramian last week, though. Like, he, he sort of underscored what we thought. He, he did. really he, kill he the got, Dragons. He came close a couple of times, but he just he got marked up on, which meant that uh, the outside guys got the ball to score, which was a little bit frustrating for me personally as well. Uh, but he's still got a 35. So he, Yeah, but against that Dragons team with a try, I'd be hoping for closer to 50. Yeah, me too. I'll be honest with you. So let, let's see how it goes. So he's really just in there because his buys are finished as a Talakai's. Same with Sammy. Same with Toa. Like this is really where Valence Tawari has got more upside, but he's got a buy and roll issues. And Bailey Simonson, he's hit another purple patch for uh, uh, for the Eels. The big question about him is the Eels have got a stiffer lineup, as uh, Adam said before, for Gutho, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they've got a much tougher run coming up. So interesting to talk about there. Um all right, so, and for wing fullback, at the moment, guys, I only have one tier one fullback on form, and that's Scotty Drinkwater. I don't know. I, I feel bad about running that one, Adam. What, what are your thoughts? I think Ponga continuously goal kicks. I think he's moving close to tier one, but I can see that you got to move 1.5. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not sure I'm Ponga. It's the HIA goal. risk, isn't it? That's what you don't yeah. like. That's it. And the fact that the Knights, uh, like, Depending on which knights are going to show up, is it going to be that knights? Mm. So I don't know there, but I, I do like Ponga. I reckon he does have that enormous upside to him. So for fullback, but just Scotty's had, he's got the last three of 70 something. So even with 100, he's, he's still scoring well out there. Whereas Ponga, he's just had a couple of bad games in between, but I still have him at T1.5. I also have uh, Garrick at 1.5 at fullback. Uh, Dylan Edwards there, he could be tier two. I'm not really fussed much one way or the other. And uh, Mitch, I had to ask you about this one. Latrell, like, yep. how do you think he'll come back from this calf injury? They've taken like extra, extra, extra time in here. He's eight weeks in a two to three week injury. Yeah, I think, well, hang on. He uh, had that re-aggravation. He's got that history of hamstring injuries. Souths are all about winning premierships, mate. They know they're going to be somewhere around that top four to six. They just want to make sure he's 100%. So I think Latrell will be pretty much good to go week one. That's good. So basically, if you did hop on him round 21, you could be expecting sort of near peak Luttrell. Uh Yeah, I reckon, you know, one and a half games. He, he could just blow up game one. It's hard to say. I mm. think he'll be good to go, though. I'm pretty confident. Hey, Adam, who have they got round 21? Um, I haven't. I'll bring it up I'll put, now. I'll put you on the spot. Excellent. Uh, tier two, I've got uh, Asako, who this year has just 
he's hit a new level of form, uh, playing really consistently for the Dolphins. My mum was absolutely spot on for him. He's a Bennett boy uh, as far as really just loving him So, and playing to his absolute peak for him. So, Adam, who who, who has he got round 21? Um, Broncos. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a little bit of a tougher matchup, hey? He's and then they go into the Roosters as well, so... Okay, so he'll be up for that game. He'll 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 come. He'll be he'll be ready to go for the roosters. Excellent. Latrell, so, Latrell doesn't like the roosters. Oh, sorry. No, they don't. They've the got they've got the tigers. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> oh, hold on. They got yeah. the. They got. The he tig- might go missing in that game though because it's the tigers. Yeah, he might. But oh, nah. how did he go the last time they played the tigers? Let me put you on the spot again, Adam. Oh, um, Someone that won thirty nil. It was one of those grindy games. Round. For most of it. I remember watching it. I was out at the time trying to watch it on the mobile. Um, no, 64. 64. 64, guys. Me. I got it. Easy. So, uh, look, I, I reckon sort of Latrell's a decent buy there, there for 1.5. Still expensive. Um, but yeah, tier two. Uh, I've also got Walshy when he returns from injury. He's probably tier two. Gutherson with the buy, though. I reckon he might be now down to tier two and a half just with that. A tough run home is what you're thinking there, Adam? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And he's, he's an ultimate flat track bully. Yeah, gotcha. I agree with that. Yep, especially this year. I've also got uh, Tedesco there uh, who's just – he will be throwing everything, the kitchen sink at the wall, trying to um, play finals this year, which is looking slightly more distant, but they only really got to get a good two or three game run to get back into there. Um, and I've also got Greg Marzu, who is still averaging 50-plus this year on the wing. So I thought that he'd fall off. I thought at some point that he'd drop off. He just has not. So you got to respect wingers who are scoring 50-plus no goal kicking. Like you just got to take your hat off to that and go, mate, if you own him, well done. And if you want to buy him as that pod for head-to-head, good luck. Um, tier two and a half, the last guys that I'd own after this, I'd look to sell and bring some of these guys in, is Chance Nickel Klockstad, AJ Brimson, uh, but... Chance has one by Brimson, obviously from Origin. I've got Buller, tier two and a half. And obviously we've got Gutherson down there. Now, you have a bit of a disagreement about Teddy, Adam, you've written here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, His last five scores get this, 84, 70, 51. He got a 20 when they played the um, Raiders and then a 62 last week. If he continues, and I think they're going to need him, I think he goes up to tier one. We all know his quality. That's true. Is he looking old, Mitch, or, or do you reckon he's, he's back? I think he just has to play hard because who else is going to do it at the Roosters? And that's why I picked him up when I picked him up, because if he didn't step up, no one else was going to. But he's starting to look old. Mm. The um, Yeah, no, look, I, I, like, I like him probably for this year, but I th- reckon this year is probably his last fantasy-relevant year. So uh, I think he will be on sort of that farewell tour pretty soon because he has that running back style and just the miles and the legs has to catch up with him at some point, right, Mitch? Yeah, exactly right. And we know that that knee's a bit dicky and they've been putting stem cells and the like in it for some time. So sooner or later, that's got to catch up to him. Gross. Okay. But for this year, you're right. They've got to do it. And the only other guy that they've got to give the ball to is Joey Manu, which is funny. Yep. Now the commentators are screaming, get it to Joey. It's like, well, now teams know that, right? Yeah. True, his Joey Manu is sometimes you can't stop it, but surely teams are going to mark up on him soon, right? 
I um, suspect they were marking up on him before, right? Like these these guys know what they're doing. Oh, to, to I a doubt point. they're listening to the 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 telecast and go, oh yeah, we better mark up on Joey Mardu. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's not concern, so, so much, right? but but it's more how much in the last few weeks it's kind of revolved to get it to him on an edge, try and make something happen. Essentially, yeah, like, but a lot they, of teams do all that. Shape. Ah, uh, yeah, but like. I'm concerned. With the exception of Penrith that's got talent run about, running out of its eyeballs, a lot of team like, okay, the Dragons won a premiership doing that to Brett Morris. Yeah, I guess they did. Just throwing it out there. If you're good down there, send the ball that way. Win the game in your best player's hands, man. The more times your best player touches the ball, the more likely you are to win. Yeah. And maybe maybe issues like that is why Panthers are doing so well because you don't know who the best guy is on any given day. That's because 17 are the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Or at least they're just doing what they're supposed to be doing. They don't yeah, need to be like, the best. Like, yeah, well, you know, you've got I, I, I don't reckon that any of the Panthers guys, except maybe Cleary, and even then, like, are necessarily the best players in the league at their spots. They just do their frigging job. Yeah, they're the best coach team in the league. Mm. And and Ivan Cleary goes about it very quietly. He's pretty impressive, really. Yeah, that's it. Well, I th- I th- I think he, he just the Tigers are glad they let him go, hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> look at Luke Brooks. As I keep on saying, Luke Brooks, one year, one halfback of the year, coached by Ivan Cleary. Anyway, uh, it would be a very different world if he was still there. Um, all right. So, guys, that's the tier list. Uh, Nick will be getting that out as soon as he finishes pooping. Let us know what you think about that. Uh, obviously, if you think it's crap, I'll blame it on Nick. <laughs> I'll try and make as many poop jokes as I can. Uh, not many questions this week, but I've got one. So uh, let me start this one for you, Adam. So Callum Grigio asks, he's currently ranked 2,800 odd, 10 players this round, three trades left. Is it worth bringing guys this week or just ride out the week? He's thinking trade out Cogga, which is probably a good trade out to Max King. What is, what is your gut check on that one, Adam? No, no, absolutely not. I'd be trading Cogga either down as a cash out. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't go to Max King. Max King's busted. He's been playing injured all year. Yeah, that's it. I, I don't we talked like, about that last week. I don't like that one, Cal. Uh, I would certainly say, how much is Cogger worth right now? Because he had a pretty good game last. He's at 584,000. Yeah, 120K, 130K gets you up to Munster, right? I'd wait a yeah. week. Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, Cogger, are we sure that Clary comes back? Like, if they keep winning, what's the point of rushing him? He'll come back at six weeks because you need to build up his match fitness. That's for sure. The finals, that, that would be the only one there. And I'm just having a look at the guys. The only other guy that you'd probably trade him out, like Cogger to, if you don't have edges this week, so you trade him to like a guy like Isaiah Papalini this week. Mm-hmm. would be a good shout. Uh, you know, you could pick up Bateman, but probably Papalini maybe first. Um, how, how, many, how many players do we think is acceptable for this round? That's a really good question. Uh, how many are you playing, Adam? I've got 11, but I'm not making any trades. Unex- no, this is kidding. <laughs> I think I think 11 is acceptable. I think that 11 will probably see you stay about where you are. I think 12 good players will see you move up a bit. I think 13 players will see you move up a fair bit. I think if you have a 13 with like a really good set of players or loop in, mm. I reckon you move up a lot. Like I know that the last two buy rounds, I've absolutely slapped my way up this ladder. This this week it's a little bit harder because people have more people around, but yeah, yeah, I I reckon that you will do very very well this week if you uh like eleven sort of a standard number to stay where you are. Yeah, 
Do we, do we think that 10's acceptable? Or oh, do mate, you, I, I, you... I, 10 if you go grab out a stud next week rather than getting a loser this week. Yeah, fair. So, so like, yeah, if if it's the difference between getting Max King or Matt Burton this week, or getting, uh, like a real good middle or edge next week, or a half like Munster, wait to next week. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, okay, Tom Conway, this one's for you, Mitch. So he's got four trades, eighty k in the bank. He can do Turpin to Ronaldo Militalo, one move to get ten this week. He can go Turpin to Avarillo and. Fisher Harris to Bateman or Nakora. And he said, but I feel like holding off Nakora and going for Fafita in a few weeks being a better play, but easier said than done. So your gut. I suppose it depends on what he's doing uh, as far as playing head to head or overall. By the as sound, far as those s- trades go. Sounds of looking overall because he's saying playing 10 this week. So most head to head guys aren't yeah. playing this week. Uh, I don't know if I love Molotalo, to be honest. And I don't really love Avarillo. Uh, Bateman's not. A terrible shout. He has to play, and he has to play minutes because the Tigers stink. Uh, Nakora is not bad, but then you know, if you can hold for Fafita, I don't hate that. That's probably my preference because we know that he's probably, as you said, Stu, the number one keeper. So it, it sort of depends where he's where he's ranked, right? Like really, that really is a depends question. Yeah, four mate. trades isn't many. I I just I would throw it at it, but only if you're getting guys that are in that keeper list. Like we talked through the tier keeper list above. If yeah. you're getting in those guys, I would trade, you know, two guys down to get one keeper and cash out. But otherwise, I would hold. Uh, he's saying that he's short, so I'm guessing that he's probably got eye-pappy by the fact that he hasn't mentioned him, uh, Adam. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, I was just wondering if he's if he's got toe, then he could go Bateman slash Nakora and then go Dave Feeder and then he just asked, you know what I mean? I got you. I, I think... People will be struggling with that. Like, I know that I'm trying to work out how to get David Feeder, and if I've got Puppley, Bateman, and Fafita, it's like that's a pretty filthy combo. But it's also how do I even get there? How do I reach David Fafita? I think that's going to be people's questions over the next couple of weeks because he just the fact that he's done so well in the last couple of weeks has been really frustrating. I was hoping he was going to drop more money. Yeah, last week's game really killed us, didn't it? Oh, mate, those tries and that he's I did, um, yeah, he looked he looked really good in that one, didn't he, Adam? Yeah. He looks incredible. Like it's, it's amazing what a decent half telling him what to do, where to go, has done to him. Eh? Make makes him a top top tier player. That's rather than a sixty minute um, bench player. That's it. Is he on your list, Mitch? David Feeder. Yep. Top of my list. Yep, mine too. Damn it! I need a need a pot against you. Anyway, because uh, because you're gonna have the trades to get around me, so it's just on whether I can just beat you by just having too many good players. Mm. And your value is not as far ahead of me as you think. Oh no, it's not. Not at the moment. I've not after I freaking bought Burden Cartwright. Anyway, that's anyway. Moving on, uh, guys. I think that's the end of the questions. Any final thoughts, Adam? Nah, wheels up, wheels up, Ramian. Let's get a century. Come on. <laughs> Against the Tigers, you certainly could this week. There's some interesting guys out there. How about you? Yeah. Mitch? Uh, it's a bye week for me, mate. I'm head-to-head, so no extra thoughts tonight. Excellent. And for me at home, uh, yeah, have heaps of fun this week, guys. Uh, there's not much footy on, but there is UFC 290 on on the Sunday, so if you're short of things to do, there will be plenty of good fights on from about midday. This isn't a sponsored post. This is probably what I'm going to be doing. So <laughs> enjoy. Oh, what was uh, it sh- should be good, except I think my dad's birthday is on Sunday. So I uh, know I might be trying to do both, maybe watching on the phone while also <laughs> saying happy birthday. <laughs> might not go too well. Uh, 
All right. Thanks to everyone for listening, uh, especially this late into the season. I know people are on trades. You will get those extra trades soon. Uh, so thank you everyone for your comments, for your likes, uh, reaching out in the DMs. We all really appreciate it. This is the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. Round 19, signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.